Welcome to Sex Talk Radio, a podcast where we talk about kink and sex through candid and curious conversation. Join me in exploring the erotic and unpacking what it means to be sex and kink positive. Today I am joined by two of my very good friends. Leola is a sacred intimacy mentor and muse, inspiring others to see an integration of sexuality and spirituality. She guides individuals and couples in discovering how life force energy moves in the body, and more importantly, how to harness this inner power for a pleasure-filled life that begins with our most intimate relationship and extends to our livelihood and our worldview. In her early 20s, Leola discovered tantra and shamanic sexuality as modalities to heal her relationship to her body, process past sexual assault, and create a life she loves. She is now dedicated to guiding others to be turned on by life itself. Um, you can find more out about Leola at TalkTantraToMe.com, IG, same, TalkTantraToMe.com, and lastly, TalkTantraToMe.com slash free for all sorts of goodies. We are also here with Andrew, fiance, and uh, Mr. Talk Tantra to Me, as well as the co-founder of the Naked Soul Society. That was yeah. a long one. Hi, guys. It was. Oh, my God. It's quite the intro. I need, like, a paragraph. You do? Are you yeah. a little, your little FOMO that I you didn't do. have the proper <laughs> intro? <laughs> on my drive over here, I was like, huh. But I was thinking about how you talk about yourself on y'all on your podcast. Do you want to give us a little intro? How how we talk about, how she talks about me or, or what? <laughs> how you would introduce yourself on the podcast. Oh, I would just, okay. I would just, I do this like I introduce him when we're facilitating stuff is just, yeah. I'm just a normal human, right? I have like a kind of normie job, uh, and uh, and I think that's important, right? Because while it's great to have leaders and vanguards in the space, kind of pushing it forward, and um, to me, that like there, I feel like I can be like an accessible entry point. <laughs> That's what she said. I feel the same like about what I'm doing. Like I think that people that are not at all in the sex or kink space get certain visuals when they think of kink and sex. It might be like dungeons or whatever. And so being that entry point that's approachable and normal, whatever that means. Yeah, exa exactly. It's like I feel <laughs> like there's a, there's a whole spectrum of stuff. And uh, at least for me, it's being my perspective, I knew I was like a little weird in that okay. space um and what does that mean like you have i don't like the word weird <laughs> well yeah no, like, even when i said it i was like I, I that's actually indicative of what i'm talking about hmm. where meaning it's like there was like an acceptable way to be sex wise and i was off what that was sure and i would always kind of felt that way and been that way and I didn't know where my tribe was or my mm -hmm. people were or where the space was or how to get access to it. And like all the stuff that I found was kind of didn't really seem accessible to me and was like, well, I'm not quite there or that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I might have been, but it's like I needed like a lit, like an on ramp. Yeah. And I view myself as kind of just that dude. Love um, it. And I was the on ramp. <laughs> using my sexual witchcraft to Love ensnare it. both of you basically <laughs> yeah I mean I didn't feel like I had an entry point either I would always hear about crazy things or sex parties and be like I wonder if that would ever be a part of my life I mean honestly I feel like the community collective life we all live is like something I never would have imagined it's it's totally beyond my wildest sexy dreams it is my wildest dream come true <laughs> I love Speaking it. of which, wildest and mildest. <laughs> yes, yes, we will absolutely get there. Um, 
because I that I mean that changed my life, and I tell people about that. I'm like, yeah. you you can experience whatever you want. Um, so let's talk about the first night we all met because it was a very important night for all yeah. of us. I think. Um, I will just share a little bit about my experience of that night or just leading up to it, and then I'll let you guys take it over. Basically, I was having a really shitty day. I was at a coffee shop, and I had heard through my friend, uh, the dominatrix, Azriel Blackwolf, I talked about her in episode one, that there was a party, like a sensual touch play party, not quite a sex party, and I was curious, but I was in like a bad headspace. And I was at this coffee shop late at night, um, or late in the evening, and she texted me a picture of the pool at our friend's house. And I was like, okay, that looks really nice, because in my mind, I had this, like, Burning Man orgy vibe in my head <laughs> that I was like, I just don't really want to, like, be naked with those kinds of people, and I don't know, I was just being judgy. I can smell what you just said, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that is not mm, a feeling. <laughs> some patchouli, some body fluids. Sand. <laughs> I didn't know that the parties we've all been to existed or could exist. Yeah. And um, finally she was just like, I think she was just like, come for free, like just come. Yeah. And I did and I was super nervous like that first time. And I just walked in and everyone was so fucking hot. And I was just like, this is, oh, this could be a thing. Like I could be intimate and have these experiences in a really beautiful house, beautiful people and in a safe space. And I think that's, something that's super important about what you do and what you bring is it feels very, very safe and there's a lot of consent discussions. And it was just, that night totally changed my life. And um, I mean, I don't even wanna think about like my life or my sex life if I hadn't gone there, met you, and we all just jumped in. Yeah, and here we are, <laughs> so beautiful. My experience of that evening, so we had been doing these sensual play experiences, which are one step down from like a full play party, but it's, connective and it's intimate and there's space for exploring desire but also just like healing as well and my experience of you that day was like I thought you hated me I was like oh, no. <laughs> I was saving like, this for the pod oh <laughs> my god um well like, not like that like I was just like oh shit like she, is she okay? And like, I feel like I was like nervous. She, it must like, have like radiated. Feel like I'm triggering her. And like, I don't know. What's gonna and here we are, like good friends a year later. It was probably like my resting bitch face of like, I'm terrified. Well, I think it was, it was also, we were doing a particularly intimate exercise. Oh, and you showed me your well. vagina. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah there, were some, there were some Yoni games. That was, that was a shock to my sheltered little brain. Yeah. And, you know, how yeah. all good friendships start. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So didn't hate you. Good. Um, I mean, alas. We're here <laughs> so there's mult. So then there's more than one misperception mm. of uh, that night. Very important people in your yeah, life. Yeah, very important people in your life. I actually met you at a different one. That oh, was, was that, that was later. Okay. Okay. Because I met you at the Shabari one. Yeah. You were. At oh, I'm talking about the Shabari one as well. Oh, you, well, just, you were. You at the Shabari one? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my I was all I was all nervous and freaked out, and then I went to the first one. There was no. Vagina gazing oh, okay. at the Shabari one. Okay, so now let's talk about the Shabari one. Okay. That's where you met Andrew. I okay. was just getting them blurred together in my head. I, it was just I don't like, think I realized you were at the Shabari one until just now, but rad. Yeah. Um, okay, so I met Andrew at the at the first play party that I did at this particular in this particular house with this group of people. And yeah, um, was it the first yeah, it was the first one. Andrew walked in the door and 
I was like really nervous because this is my first time in this new space. It was also my first time co-facilitating with Azriel. And it was my first event here in Austin since I moved here. So I'm very nervous. But then Andrew walks in and I just had this like immediate knowing I'm going to have that man's baby. <laughs> like it's just yeah. like the thought just came alive in my brain. Not even like I want, like I'm going to. It was just like a certainty, yeah. which I've had before with people, <laughs> not about children though. It's been like, mm. oh, I know I'm going to fuck that dude. Mm-hmm. Or like there's something's going to, I'm going to, something's going to happen there, whatever. But never was there a like, children or procreative involved (laughs) so that came through and I just kind of like it left my brain and then I made a point to go talk to him which I don't always do at every party especially when I'm facilitating like a lot of people oftentimes especially in the beginning I'm just trying to ground in you know in after we do our exercises there's a little bit more time to get to know people but with Andrew specifically I knew I needed to connect with him immediately hello and so I did, <laughs> and I kind of pulled him aside, and I, like, read some oracle cards and was, like, really <laughs> laying a flirt foundation, and Andrew just missed it entirely. He thought, I mean... I thought you were being nice to me because you were the facilitator of the event, and then yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get stressed out because I'm like, this facilitator is spending like 20 30 minutes like, shouldn't she go be shouldn't she be facilitating <laughs> this this event like i was yeah. concerned for the rest of the party goers and so i excused myself and her abruptly while she was quote unquote flirting with me no other way to feel more I, shut down than- <laughs> uh, yeah. between you and i and the rest of the world now so lydia uh our, our mutual friend uh that would describe uh, what you did as like throwing yourself at me. (laughs) And me just completely missing it entirely. And meanwhile, he then proceeds to flirt with like several of the women there and then comes back to the parties and still gives me zero attention. And it's flirting with all of these other women. And I'm like, well, good for them. I'm ugly and we'll move on. And um, yeah, it took it took us getting out of that environment for us to finally connect more intimately and yeah, you had to be a not facilitator for me for two. I still feel like you're facilitating a lot in Fredericksburg, just <laughs> as a as a gatherer of people, which <clears throat> we can get to. But then our one of our first interactions was you calling me because you were coaching in a program I was in and not supposed to be half naked around students and. <laughs> You make it sound way worse than it actually was. Okay, no, 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 it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. But I had, like, literally never talked to you, really, and then I just saw your, like, little photo pop up on my, on my phone. Yeah, you should have seen the conversations. <laughs> I don't know. When I, told, uh, when I told the leader of the program <laughs> what had happened, and I was like, hey, guys, so... I had plans to go to this sex party thing, uh, and I paid some money to go to it, and I show up, and there was, like, a couple of folks that are also in the program there, and I know we're not supposed to be there with other people in the program. Commingling. And commingling, uh, fraternizing, (laughs) and uh, so I guess I broke the rules, and then there was just a bunch of, like, like... Austin is so small, though. Like, I don't know how people truly avoid those kinds of things. Uh, Yeah, we're all yeah, we're all grown ups. Absolutely. Um, And so uh, they were like, "Yeah, just call them and make sure that everything is good." Yeah. It's like okay, so I had to call you, and then there were like two other 
<laughs> fucking people there <laughs> from the program. I've been a bad boy. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, hey. <laughs> so, yeah. And then that's so, how we started. So, switching gears a little bit, I would love to know from both of you what sex was like before meeting each other. What your experience of sensuality and sex and exploration was before meeting each other and how it shifted. That's a great question. That's such a good question. Um, you know, I I can't lie and say that I wasn't having really amazing sex before. Um, but I think that what has shifted over Maybe time. Maybe you're, you're shifting from the plan we were talking about. We, we literally <laughs> I'm the said best before you've ever had. lie <laughs> to the audience that it was just a whole up level to 9,000. I was about to give you a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It's happened on your podcast. Oh my God. Um, yeah. You're a Tantra so, facilitator. Yes, you're having good, great sex. Yeah, so things were pretty good <laughs> as they were. And I think. What has evolved over time, what Andrew has created in my sexuality is a lot of safety Mm -hmm. um, and healing and the ability to surrender and to trust and consistency. And yeah, there's just something about being like knowing like out is not an option. We're in this and it it just creates space to to really go deep and explore and be super vulnerable and open up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to add or? (laughs) And explore things you didn't think you would get to explore probably. Yeah. And I think it's much more energetic than like, it's not like, oh, like let's try these things in bed that I've never tried as much as it is like energy, like the energy of like really receiving or Mm. the energy of really surrendering, um, is something that has opened to a different level. And I'll say things too. Like I had been in some open relationships before. And Andrew and I have a monogamish relationship at the moment, so there's a level of openness to it. And I realize that I don't get as activated or jealous or triggered in the same ways, Mm. at least. I still have that happen for sure. But because of the commitment that we've made for our lives together, I'm not as worried about it. Like I don't, yeah. I don't have as much anxiety and stress in those sorts of relationships either because it's like, mm. I know that I am worth coming back to. Aww. And there's a deep yeah. level of safety and security and like yeah. this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many things to add um, like that I'm excited to talk about in this realm. Also, I just want to chime in for you, Andrew. I think that because her world is so, was in the sex space for so many years, I'm curious also um, just what it was like, like jumping into that. Jumping into a relationship with someone who's in the space. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still like peeling off layers (laughs) of like what I'm okay with Mm -hmm. uh, and what is becoming uh, like normal to me. Sure. With the sex before, um, sex for me had always been something that just made sense Mm. um, ever since the very first time. And I always really loved it and it always always resonated with me and flowed really well and easily. Uh, And... It's so funny that it's like the my brain is going, and then I met Leola, but that's not what the <laughs> that makes it sound really bad. <laughs> I had some sex, it flowed, um, and, I, and I had always been kind of the leader in the 
in the sex space with my partners. More dominant. They they always. I don't. I don't even mean dominant. What I mean is, is that they were always kind of like less experienced, not as like not really knowing the stuff to do or what they really wanted. We're like educating. And so part of yeah, part of it was uncovering their like their true desire. It can be a lot of work. Uh, it can be. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's 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 way easier to get to the bottom of that stuff when someone's like really really. Morning. Um, and <laughs> <True>. so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. love <laughs> that. Yeah, a, a little dirty talk. Um, and something spills out. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> is that we're tapping into some primal stuff, and so if we can get past the, the the a lot of the shame and trauma and fear and guilt and build that sense of trust and safety, and also get really aroused, then all sorts of really cool, fun stuff can come out of that. Um, but I was primarily taking that role with some exceptions. Sure. And with Leola, I feel like we are co-leaders in this journey together mm-hmm. where uh, Leola w- is showing me, like we're talking about energetics of just like this spectrum that's available energetically together. And what do we mean by that, like energetically? Because I, let's dig into that for a second. That's cool. Of course. Because I, I, like <laughs> in podcasts, especially in fucking Austin, I hear words like container and the energetics energy. and fucking polarity. <laughs> and I'm like, do you even fucking know what these fucking words mean? And and if, if you do, cool. Well, let's define them at least. Yes, I would love that. And so what we mean in like energetic as opposed to like tactics, it's like, so tactics, like we're going to dress up as like a nurse and a doctor and we're going to role play, right? That's like a tactic hmm. or a strategy. Um, energetically, <laughs> Uh, for me anyway, it's like how I am feeling and w- mm. rather than what I am doing. Mm. And f- for me, I was, I was like, I had like two lanes energetically of how I was feeling. And I was like, I feel like I am in control and I am like dominant in mm-hmm. this. Um, and I am the leader in the, in the sex space with Leola. It's difficult since it's energetics. It's difficult to put words to the spectrum that is available mm. here and has always been. Go ahead. I yeah, can add it to me. It's just like the range has expanded. Like I, when we first started connecting sexually, I felt like there we were having sex the same way, and I was like, I don't just want to have sex this one way. Can we explore? more more feeling more intention or it would be like a pattern of how or when or why we'd have sex and it could only be like it couldn't be when one of us was down or having a bad day it was like always like conditional conditional in a way and for me like if I have a headache I'm like let's have sex maybe the sex will cure the headache you know or like (laughs) or like I believe it you know, my dog is in the hospital. Let's have sex. Maybe that, like, mm. you know, will help shift and alchemize and, like, can be wow. an emotional release. I would say, like, more than half of the time we have sex, I end up crying because, to me, it's it's moving that energy. It's, wow. it's creating spaciousness. And so I think that, like, yeah. maybe what you're saying is that it just expanded the range of what's available, and it wasn't always just exploring the same dynamics either. Right. So... Yeah. I mean, sex and orgasms can totally shift a headspace. I literally will masturbate to shift my headspace. Like, yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. It, can move the, it can move the energy. And for me, sex was always like when, you're, when I'm horny, then right. we'll ha- like, let's have sex. Mm. And uh, that is super different now. Uh, and it's like, uh, now, now a question can be, it's like, mm, do, is there some energy that gets to be moved right wow. now? 
Uh, am I feeling like a little crunchy? Or, uh, or, uh, or crunchy mean? Or, or anyone who's been in a relationship for any considerable period of time, uh, at least men, I'm speaking to you right now, <laughs> you kind of know when your woman like needs to get fucked. <laughs> Right, it's like so it's just like is friction in the relationship. It's just like it's like fuck. it's like there's like well, there's just something that gets the gook out through a fuck, like oh, a good geez. fuck. It does. It clears like, the energy. It's it opening. clears it out. I mean, it's it's Eastern science. This understanding of like our energetic centers and chakras mm. and things like that, and literally like what sex is doing is it's awakening this energy. And if you're using this energy intentionally, and there's not a lot of shame and guilt and fear, it just kind of clears the, all the gunk out. And it's amazing. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then my partner will let me know when I haven't fucked her right in a while. And True. She's, <laughs> How do you make that request? I'm oh, very direct. Oh, it's it, it's not really a request. <laughs> love, we love direct. Well, one one thing that we do that I think is different from like the narrative around intimacy and sex is that we like plan it. Like, Ooh. and it's really important. For for me especially, and I think Andrew is seeing more and more that it's for us. Um, <laughs> but we have what we call, well, we're rebranding them. They were Tantra Date Nights. We've mm. rebranded them to- Fun Sexy Time. Fun Sexy Time. Oh, love that. Okay. Um, Bit less pressure, Fun Sexy Time. Yeah, less pressure and also just like shifting it from like it doesn't always have to look like quote unquote what you think of when you think about Tantra. Um, but anyways, can I pause so, you right there real quick? Yeah. yeah. Like, cause when I hear Tantra, I hear, I think of at least from the guy, it's like, yeah, I want to jump. Great. I need like a certain amount of beads. <laughs> I don't have enough <laughs> linen shirts for this. Uh, Getting out the books. yeah, my, my wrists are, co are covered with more beads. I need more rings, uh, <laughs> and I need at least a ponytail and so. my hair's not quite there yet. Let's pause, and I would love to know your definition of Tantra, as well as Anders. Yeah, absolutely. And so what it means to you. Yeah. I'm, I will share what it means to me, and I will also share the etymological definition. So Great. Tantra is a Sanskrit word, which is an ancient language from you know East Asia, in which many of the Hindu and ancient Indian and Tantric texts were written in. And so by that language, tan is to expand and tra is to liberate. So tantra mm. is to expand and Beautiful. liberate, which is a super broad definition and it can mean something different to each individual. Um, and that's what I love about it, that it's like in tantra, there's no right or wrong, you know, tying someone up and having like a BDSM dynamic can be just as tantric as having a more meditative session or whatever. And it, it really comes down to intention for me. And what I love about Tantra and shamanic sexuality, which are the two lineages that I identify with the most, there's this recognition that there's a spiritual world and a physical world, and there's an energy that connects them, and that is procreative, Ooh. sexual, life force energy. And so it's helping people get reconnected to the sacredness of that space. So when we're having these Tantra date nights, whatever it could look like, the intention is, being in that space of recognizing that we're more than just humans in meat suits. It's, this is a spiritual experience <laughs> as well. But sometimes one of the most spiritual things can be like getting fucking like torn apart with a flog and like <laughs> feeling alive and being in a space of giving your power to someone. But it can also be expansive to be in a period of conscious celibacy or it can be 
you know, liberating to have an orgy. I mean, like there's, it's like every tone of existence there's space for. It's just getting really clear on what's going to work for me in my current moment to be mm, expansive and beautiful. Liberating. So the Sanskrit definition doesn't, isn't sex related. Like, is that kind of a misconception? Yes. Yeah, so Tantra in general, like, sex and intimacy is, like, one tool in the toolbox. Mm. And there's all these other ways to connect with this energy. And I feel like maybe some people listening can understand that feeling of being, like, I'm so turned on by this piece of food. Or <laughs> I'm so turned on by that woman's, like, beautiful dress. You know, it's, like, it's like coming energy. into this space of, like, I felt that. Like, one time I was walking down the street and this gorgeous older woman walked by. I'm not gay, I don't. nor do I, like, identify as someone who just is attracted to, like, old women sexually. But I felt that, like, aliveness in my body. I literally mm. felt an activation near my pussy and my lower chakras. And so it's, like, oh, there's so much more it's it's just that I I feel that most people don't really feel turned on by life or they don't mm. feel that energy of like real aliveness except sexually because it's the only place that they've allowed themselves to be to be like and free yeah kind of yeah yeah and even Wild. then it's like behind closed doors in the dark and so to me mm -hmm. it's like this just is like infinitely going out into the universe into all areas of our lives that we're just like so disconnected from our pleasure and it's like the gateway for a lot of people is their sexuality because they're familiar with that turn on. Right. And it's also the energy that brought them into the world. So it's like, it, I, yes, I've been thinking about that lately. Like we all came from this shit. We yeah. Came from sex. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I loved about going to your parties and continuing to go to your events is like the slowing down, the touching, the exercises. Mm -hmm. Cause sex was always very like rough and like the same, you know, kind of routine. And I liked it a certain way and that was it. And so to slow down and connect with intimacy so differently has, it's very powerful. Yeah, it is. So we, we came up on what is Tantra because we were talking about the Tantra date nights and planning sex and planning intimacy, really. Mm. I just want less about the sex. Before we get into that, I just want to <laughs> say how you feel about that older woman or felt about is how I feel about the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, <laughs> my God. So, you get a yes. little tingle in your... Uh, yes, it's right there. As soon as I see the pillars <laughs> and <laughs> Which, the menu. By the way, one, for, one of, there. for one of our play parties before, <laughs> the night before, we went to the Cheesecake Factory oh, no. and we were talking about, like, we were running through, like, some of the things we want to facilitate and we were like looking around and realizing that the Cheesecake Factory would be such a dope location for a sex party because like it has all those like big pillar and it's like beautiful. Like if it's you took vibe. out all the tables and just had it kind of like a Greek, it's like ancient it Greek. Is. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, if you don't believe us, go to the Cheesecake Factory and see for yourself and picture it through the eyes of someone who would be hosting a sex party. Tell me it's not perfect. Oh my God. I, I love just talking about being turned on by things that aren't a person and a body and sex. Like that's yeah. really something I get to think about more now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring that pleasure in to the day to day. Use sex as a gateway, but there's a lot, there's a lot yeah. more there for sure. Yeah. What does Tantra mean to you now that you've jumped into all of these? I'm going to not have a definition for it. Okay. That's anywhere near as uh, <laughs> holistic and inclusive as, and phenomenal as Leola's. Um, but the way that I think about it, at least for me, is, and you touched on it a little bit already, is slowing down. And it can be in and with anything hmm. or anywhere. 
it's not really a sex thing. Yeah. Um, I we were talking about food and cheesecake. I was only kind of like a little bit joking because it's like food for me is another great like tantric thing. Mm. Where Sensual eating. It's just like slowing down and savoring the thing. Because I don't know about you, but I can eat pretty fast Same. and just like Sir. scarf it down and just like the job of this food is to make me full. Yeah. Much like the job of this sex is to make me come. Yep. Yeah. And I'm kind of putting, it's like, analogy. whoa, wait a second. There's a whole lot of stuff in between the start of this and then the quote unquote end goal. Right. And for me, coming is like the least interesting part of sex. Mm. There's 99% of the sex is leading up to that. And there's so much juiciness in there. And for me, Tantra is tapping into that 99% and really paying attention to it. Yeah, it really just comes down. I take it back. That was an awesome definition of time. That was great. <laughs> that was really Don't be so hard on yourself. I was you, like, that was a strategy. <laughs> I know it. Set the low expectations and then come in there. Yeah, oh dark um, Yeah, it's, it really comes down to presence and letting go of goal and attachment and being Ooh. with what is. And so for that, like a big piece of Tantra is also emotional alchemy and being present for like, even in the crunchiest, most painful, grief-ridden mm. moments, how can you see that as a moment of like, I'm really alive and I've really, I've really loved in a way and that's where this pain is coming from. Wow. And allowing that to be like, holy shit, I'm alive. This is a moment and let's go. Beautiful. So Tantra date nights. <laughs> so Tantra date nights or fun, sexy time. Well, it's a rebrand. And there can be this end goal. So often with sex, the, the end goal is the orgasm um, for what seems to be one party in porn or two parties in, in most good relationships. <laughs> and and there's so much more to explore in the in-between. And, and there's an opportunity to have sex without an orgasm, too, which is what I think people don't even consider or realize. Yeah, when you let go of, like, grasping for the orgasm like there's just so much more available for you I like yeah. to use the analogy of pleasure and emotions and all of the things in that realm as water and so if you're like trying to grab the water that's coming out of the faucet not only are you not successful because that's not really how it works like I don't know about you know listeners but for me and a lot of people that I've talked to and worked with, when you're trying to like just get to the orgasm, it becomes more and more elusive. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with like emotions. If you're trying to grab happiness or push away pain, mm. it doesn't really work that way. You just need to be with the present, be with what's there and let it flow. And that's, that's really where the expansion is for me, the juiciness. Beautiful. Let's talk about Fredericksburg, where we all met, and then your first date night. Yeah, so we went deeper in Fredericksburg, all of us. We'd already met. Oh, yeah, you sorry, not when we met. No, no, <laughs> we met. We met at the play party so, <laughs> when we all went deeper. Yeah, I had this vision <laughs> of, so I do a lot of, like, work with clients, and one of the offerings that I have with clients is a deep dive private retreat with me. And so I was doing one with a couple in Joshua Tree. Well, it I'd was love great. to hear more about that. Like what goes on in a private retreat? So it's really tailored to the individual, but we're doing lots of different tantric embodiment exercises as well as tantric body work and also just like enjoying the land with shamanic practices and then just enjoying like 
in life. So going out to eat and like depending on the location, if there's wineries nearby, maybe we'll go yeah. to a winery. I did one in Mexico. We went um, uh, snorkeling, just various things. But this one was in Joshua Tree and it was with a couple. And it was amazing. They said things like, you know, everyone should have this experience mm. as their honeymoon. I shouldn't have to wait, you know, 30 or 40 years to learn some wow. of these things. So super powerful. Um, the second night, uh, I administered plant medicine for them, which is something that I often do in those longer containers because there's more space for integration. And so, I, and I take a tiny bit. I give them like a, a more, a, a more <laughs> expansive dose. And for me, just to tap into their frequency, I take like a mm. microdose. So anyways, I'm microdosing. They're doing their thing. I'm kind of giving them thing? space. Um, we were all outside. <laughs> they were like... like is there sex? They, I mean, they for sure had sex that night, and I saw it. But <laughs> <laughs> This is the juicy shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were having they sex, and I, I was kind of just like doing music and just keeping the vibes rolling, whatever, which is great. I'm just creating space for them to connect. Beautiful. So anyways, but the... While I was on this, I was like, fuck, I want to, like, this is so great that I get to do this as my job, help this couple come closer, but I really want to, like, build more of this into my community and to, like, create more experiences of connection and intimacy and all of that within my friend group, and I want to rent a dope house. Like, you know, like, I spent, like, 15K or something on this Airbnb for my clients, but, like, I want to do this for me and my friends. And so, yeah, I, I, I brought the idea to our mutual friend who owned the house where we all met, Lydia. I don't know. Does she care if we say her name? Anymore? Find out. Crop her. I can crop um, her out. I don't think she cares. But anyways. Shout out. So, and she was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I organized this group of us friends to go. And we had like a certain amount of rooms in the house we needed to have filled. Obviously, I reached out to Thea super early and was like, you should come. And Thea came. Andrew, I hadn't thought to invite originally, <laughs> but Lydia was like, why don't we invite Andrew? Cause we're thinking about like, we need more dudes. Like it's, you know what I need more super hot, charismatic dudes <laughs> left out. And I actually almost didn't go. My mom was oh, supposed to come right. in and like somebody, I, somebody got sick. I can't remember what it was, but like a trip got canceled. And again, another weekend of my life, same as the first party where like, I can't imagine my life if we hadn't all done that and connected in that way. So very thankful. Sorry for whoever got sick, but. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. Last so minute, day before. Thea, Thea joined last minute. Andrew joined like a month before. And I, I had already written him off as like, there's no way that we're ever like going to be a thing ever, ever. Because I had already shot my shot and he rejected me. <laughs> and and there were actually other women that were coming to this group trip that he had connected with. And so I'm like, great, I love it. Um, and that's why I thought you invited me was to connect with those women. <laughs> But when Lydia and I were talking about inviting Andrew, she was like, Andrew is such a, like, a good guy. He's so hot. She's, like, talking him up. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Whatever. And she's like, (laughs) someone needs to date him. And I was like, I mean, I would do it, but I already tried. (laughs) It didn't work. One shot, you just wrote it off. <laughs> and and Lydia, and also, like, you and Lydia had a moment. And so I was True. like, I didn't. I saw her. Oh, no, no, never mind. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to like also I like her and I had become good friends. I didn't want to like step on her toes. But anyways, in that moment, I was like, would you mind if I ever did? And she was like, no, like with you, like I would never like I would be so happy for you. So anyways, it was just like kind of like a seed planted. Um, but I was supposed to be going with another dude. Oh, oh what? Sean. Oh, oh, that's oh my gosh, oh my. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> what? That's right. 
remember. But we separated before, which is a whole longer story. Um, All meant to be, though, baby. Everything about that yeah, weekend was so meant to be. So I was available. I was available <laughs> was in a way. And um, yeah, so we all connected in Fredericksburg. Do you want to take it from here? Sure, sure yeah. Um, it Fredericksburg was unique because it was the first time I got to see Leola the person and not Leola the facilitator of the party and running the show. Like you were still kind of in that vibe a little bit, but there was less of that role being played. And it was only a matter of time with the amount of like contact that we had that was like, oh, it is so on. It is so <laughs> on. And then I don't know where this intuition came to me, but I was like, there was a part of me, I was getting a lot of signal from my conscience that's like, do not like have sex or do sex, like very sexual things with her. It's mm -hmm. just like, go very slow mm. and, and don't even broach a kiss. Yeah, I don't know where that was coming from, but it was like that was the information I was getting. That's Love that. uh, and sounds very tantric of you. And then and then communicating <laughs> and then communicating that as well. Mm. Being, and, and we were just so in this energy that I wanted to enjoy the energy that we were feeling. I didn't need to bring sex or sexual touch into the equation because like it was just so intense it was like so clear that we were falling in love like immediately i left the hot it tub was, at one point so it was Holy so thing. obvious <laughs> that ener you talk about energetics that's yeah. what we're talking about you want an example of energetics it's like you're the third person in the hot tub and you can tell two yeah. people are vibing super hard that's energetics y'all absolutely and so Facing i'm all. yeah we're just like <laughs> teenagers in bed together, giggling and laughing and talking and connecting and talking about everything. And I think, and Leola, you can jump in if you want to, if I miss anything or leave anything out here. Uh, but part of the connective tissue and the communication we had was we had gone out of the hot tub, everyone was like kind of asleep. And I knew that we weren't gonna, like I was like, let's go up back up to the bed and then with the intention of like, we're not doing anything sexual. Like I, I, I legit, this isn't a tactic, this isn't a move to go do <laughs> sexy things. It's like, I legit just wanna connect with you. More cuddles. And yeah, exactly, more cuddles, which was 100% what was going on. Yeah. And we get into cuddles and then I ask Leola a question that's, uh, oh, Discord, I know that sound. <laughs> um, I asked a Leola a question, which is my favorite question on planet Earth. It's going to seem mundane on its face, but it's, to me, the most important question of, of life, period, full stop. And that is, what do you want? And I'll let that land for a second because that's a very... About how you answer. Yeah, and then Leola answers with some surface-level shit energetically and it's not like they were meaningless things they were all like cool stuff like i want to facilitate the things and do the thing like yeah 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 but it's like what do you what do you really want that m might be difficult to sell someone that you're falling in love with right now you i didn't say that? those words oh, okay. but that was again energetically that's it was like what yeah was but what do you really want do we want the same shit yeah and that yeah. springboarded into a conversation yeah and then we went deeper and we springboarded into a conversation envisioning our lives of like where we wanted our lives to go and that coalesced around 
a family and children, which I would not have pegged for this like sex party running tantrika lady <laughs> that I'm falling in love with. I'm like, wait a second, are our values and vision aligned? Yeah. Whoa. And that's the tiny little example of the power of genuinely getting to the bottom of what I'm really wanting and desiring. And slowing down. Yeah, it was really powerful. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that I I didn't see myself ending up with someone like Andrew, and he didn't see himself ending up with someone like me. What what would that be like? What what am I like? <laughs> articulate it. Yeah, articulate it. <laughs> I've heard it. You what am I like? I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Surface level, my experience of Andrew. In I, the I am so excited to hear this. Was like, ooh, he's a little bit of like bro, tech dude, video games, like just not like, can he be deep, you know? Mm. And does he care? Like he just seemed with all these girls and just kind of like flirting with like he seems like a player. But um yeah, and I remember you you asked me when we were downstairs actually with everyone that question. And then I shared it. And then later when we were upstairs, and I, I also was like doing a conscious celibate month. So it was like in alignment too for me oh to not nice. connect with Andrew. Yeah. Um, I can't say that if he didn't push hard enough to <laughs> hold, hold <laughs> it. But thankfully, and honestly, like again, like we didn't need I was literally having energetic orgasms just like laying next to him like Wait, what i was just like going into spontaneous energetic orgasms just like laying next to him we gotta talk about that um like like a okay people talk about this these different types of orgasms is it in the vagina like what is an yeah so you experience orgasm. it in your body but it's it's really just like a function of like release of hormones and chemicals but you feel it in your body so like i've also had or to have one of these i i've it started i started having energetic orgasms in my dreams in like my early mm. 20s and so it's like in your mind in a dream like you're often going through the motions of a sexual experience i've had full and, orgasms in my dreams so wow. it's exactly it you don't right and it's it, not so like a yeah it's basically like having those dream orgasms but you're awake so you're having this like experience and your body is feeling it but you don't necessarily need to like touch the parts of your body for it to happen but next workshop baby yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so anyways um and i feel like the more the more you like get in alignment with yourself and live a tantric lifestyle which is broad and like it's a whole other conversation the more apt these things are going to happen like I would like I remember like arriving at my tantra yoga training and just laying on the ground and I would go into energetic orgasm like it can just be like being with someone that's very activating like your body is just in resonance and it just like gets excited and overflows. So anyways, I didn't need the sexual interaction to be having a sexual experience with him. Um, but yeah, I forgot where I was going. I mean, you, you had me at, I didn't even have to touch you to make you come. So. <laughs> so I think that's all the listeners. That's when our relationship so began. <laughs> and I think that you, you had never, like, experienced a woman in that. In energetic orgasm? No. 
no. I I thought I was like I thought I was like why are you seizuring right now? <laughs> I was worried. Speaking <laughs> of third wheeling again, um, well, your, y'all's first official date was going to a play party together, and I was gonna go. I was gonna be the third wheel again, and energetically, I was like, Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> yeah. So after that weekend in Fredericksburg, nothing happened that weekend, quote unquote, and. We end the weekend and Andrew didn't text me for like days. And I was like, I imagined all of this um, and was totally gaslighting myself about the experience. And that was not a move. That was Men just love next day text. Me being uh, not still not thinking mm. that she I was like, I don't know if she likes me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like after all of this. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, I'm Sounds like, like something to bring up in therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My guys on Reddit, you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly know what I mean. Um, and it wasn't until I I went over. It was a week later, so it was Sunday, seven days later, and I went over to Lydia's house, and I was like, I I want to ask Leola out on a date, and I want to make this play party thing a date. And I know it wasn't meant to be one, but I want to make it one. And yeah, so we had invited everyone that came on this group trip with us to Fredericksburg to this play party that was happening, and it wasn't one I was hosting. It was one that someone else in the community was throwing. So I invited everyone of like the 13 or 14 of us to come and like half of half of you guys were like, I yeah, I'm going to go until like, I realized yes. it's going to be a third wheel. And I was like, they're going to fuck probably like mm, we still chill. didn't. But, <laughs> but anyway, so then I actually bought the ticket. Andrew messaged me and was like, will you buy the tickets? Because it's cheaper to go as a couple than as a single dude. Oh. So I bought our tickets too for that first date. But True. it wasn't a date yet. It was like just friends. Um, until I called you. Until you called me. So we just have a little bit of time left. And I want to kind of talk about play parties. Because I think that's somebody that anybody listening as interested as I would have been to before I went to any of them would want to know what goes down, what it's like, what the experience is. So I'd love for you to walk us through maybe that one at your place that I went to and I can share my experience of it as well. Which one was that one? Um, the one where I gave two blowjobs. No, I'm not sure. Uh, the, <laughs> with the, that guy. <laughs> Wait, was it Christmas? Was it the sushi one? Before was sushi. The one before sushi. Cr- maybe Christmas? I don't know. Any of I them. I think it was Christmas. Let's just walk us through okay. a play party. Yeah. And yes, yeah. we also did play sushi all over Leola's naked body and ate it off of her as we entered the play party. Yeah, that so that's a thing that could actually happen in life. I, can <laughs> yeah. we preface by saying like just the way that like however we end up describing what ours are like, uh-huh. it's not indicative. Like I don't want an listener yeah. to copy and paste like what this is with any other yeah. event. They are not. Yeah, what's the word? They are not all created equal. Yeah, I I had the idea to create Naked Soul Society, which is our play party group, because I had been to a lot of different play parties and I didn't find one that I was like a full yes to and felt safe to explore the depths of my desires. And so that's what, that's what it is to me to be a naked soul is Mm. being courageously committed to the nakedness of vulnerability, authenticity and divine love. And so that's really like the intention that we go at these play parties with to be, it's not just about having sex. It's about creating real connection and also creating space to explore all that you are. It's very special. Yeah. Very special. There's a uh, consent workshop for an hour if you haven't been. There's a lot of intentionality. Yeah. So every play party often has something like a little extra or special. So one of them we did like put naked sushi all over me and everyone ate it. Another one we did like 
a gift exchange. We've had performances. We've had artists. But yeah, so for all new members, as Thea had, you know, alluded to, there is a safer sex and consent workshop which is really important. So everyone kind of has the same education. We're screening all new members. So everyone that I don't know personally, I have a call with. Um, it's referral based. So we're really making sure that the people stepping into the space have, like it's not a beginner space necessarily. Um, and it doesn't mean that like you have to have been to some play parties before. It's more about like, are you self-aware? Do you have basic coping mechanisms? Because when we're working with this energy that has from society projected so much shame and guilt and fear, it can be challenging to step into these spaces and it can bring up stuff. So we want to make sure people like can handle their shit. So like, that's what we're looking for. And also what are you contributing to this space? Like we want people that are community leaders, that are artists, that are interesting, that like, again, it goes beyond just having sex with hot people. Yeah. You can't just be hot. <laughs> uh, it helps. Those are, those are like the, those are like the LA sex parties. Yeah. Those ones have exercises and it's made, you're made to feel very comfortable. If you don't want to participate, I didn't participate in the last one. I just like did some shit yeah. and got tied up and it was like, it's really fun to watch people have sex. I really like that. Might Sounds be like thing. participating to me. Um, yeah. to, oh, to watch. Yeah. Voyeuring <laughs> is yeah. participating. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no one is, no one's being forced to do anything that they don't want to do. Um, it's the important piece and the, yeah. like being so intentional with everyone is provided with a template for how to communicate desire yes. safely. And in my opinion, what that creates, we're talking about what, what do you want or what do I want? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that creates fertile soil for that to be really expressed and wildest and wildest. Yeah. The, and that can be really a vulnerable ask yes. to ask someone, Hey, I am desiring X, Y, and Z. And I, I, I really want this and, and face a no, a possible no. Right. And everyone's been there in all sort of levels. It's like just asking someone on a date. Now imagine it's a date, but instead of a date, it's like, I would really like to do this sexual thing with you. Yeah. <laughs> the rejection hits in a certain way. And I think what's even more powerful, especially for women, is even getting curious about what do I actually want? Mm -hmm. Bingo. Women especially tend to follow the, the, the lead of the man or become the, for me, I was always, well, what do you want to do? And I, let me see if I can fulfill your fantasy. But in spaces where there's so many things happening, you can begin to be really inspired by what's possible for you. And there's the safety and the tools to be able to communicate it yes. to others. And that is my, like that's life-changing because it, it doesn't just touch your sexuality when you learn how to ask for what you want sexually you can ask for what you want in every area of yes. life you can get what you really want at the restaurant you can get what you really want from your boss that raise mm -hmm. so it's like this stuff it just touches everything and I love that yeah I do want to wrap up by sharing the mildest and wildest because when you shared that at your play party it changed my life people had already been playing and exploring and you were basically like I want people to share their mildest and wildest fantasies. And people went around the room sharing really exciting stuff. Hey, I want to give a blowjob. I want this. I want that. Hey, I want to line up and have a bunch of people come on my face. Like all of this stuff. And I had no idea that there was an opportunity in life to 
express those deep desires that bring up a lot of shame and guilt and whatever it might be and then make those a reality. So the work you're doing is super fucking important, changing people's lives. And I think what I love the most about both of you guys together, I was thinking on this in the drive over here, is the integrity uh, that you both share. That's like a really powerful common trait you both have, integrity and commitment and um, change in the world. So thank you for being here. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into Sex Talk Radio. Be sure to give us a follow on TikTok and IG at Sex Talk Radio Pod, spelled S-E-G-G-S. I appreciate you, and I hope you found this conversation to be empowering and expansive. Thank you, Thea. Thanks. We love you. <laughs> yeah.